Design Air Heating and Cooling has a playoff special for you. Right now, contact Design Air Heating and Cooling for $25 off their maintenance plans. It's not too early to start thinking about your furnace tune-up. Their friendly technicians will clean and test your furnace so it runs safely and efficiently all winter long. Peace of mind that your family is safe during the heating season. DesignAirService.com, proud partner of the St. Louis Cardinals. The St. Louis Cardinals, National League Central Division champions. Hi, I'm Ryan Kelly with TheHomeLoanExpert.com. There's never been a better time to look at a refinance. Maybe it's time to get rid of the PMI or get some cash out to pay off the credit cards. Five minutes could save you 500 bucks a month. TheHomeLoanExpert.com. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome into Scoops with DannyMac.com and my visit with Jerry Kerr. We're going to dive into Segs for Vets. And one of the great things about being able to run your own website or uh, interview who you want is that you can, you know, do different things. And I, I really felt it was important to highlight those in our community right here in St. Louis that are making a difference. Well, Jerry Kerr not only is making a difference with those here in St. Louis, but it is nationwide. Segs for Vets, nonprofit organization which awards segways to men and women of the military who have sustained severe injuries resulting in permanent disability. Now, the program's historical focus has been on those who served in Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom, but it has since been able to broaden really its scope and its horizons, its support of other disabled veterans who meet specific criteria. It's amazing. It gives these folks that come back home a chance at mobility and something that we all take for granted. So please sit back, take in what this is all about, and if you can donate, you can become involved. Uh, you know a veteran, spread the message of why this is so important, mobilizing America's heroes. This is presented by Hot Shots Sports Bar and Grill. A reminder, Hot Shots is your home for St. Louis Blues hockey. Stop by one of the 10 area Hot Shots Sports Bar and Grill locations for your home for St. Louis Blues hockey this season. They have great specials for you. Hot Shots, proud partner of the St. Louis Blues and home of Blues fans since 1990. Coming up, we'll visit with Jerry Kerr. Thanksgiving is just around the corner. Are you all set? You've been piling up those Schnucks Rewards points all year. What better time to cash them in? You could have Schnucks pay for the Thanksgiving turkey or a pumpkin pie from the best bakery in St. Louis. Maybe even your entire holiday meal. All because you're a Schnucks Rewards member. Whether you're hosting the whole family or bringing a special dish to their house, make sure you're all set for Thanksgiving. Head to Schnucks and cash in those rewards points. Think Schnucks. One of the things I love to do is try to to highlight those in our community in St. Louis that are making such a difference for those that really need it. And a guy that has made this his life work, his passion, is Jerry Kerr, who is the head of SEGS for Vets. And uh, and Jerry, for people that don't know what SEGS for Vets is all about, S-E-G-S, the number four, Vets, V-E-T-S, what is SEGS for Vets? Well, SEGS for Vets is made up of a group of volunteers from here in St. Louis and all over the United States that have, over the last 20 years, since 2005, been working diligently to provide unique mobility devices to the men and women who were injured serving our nation that allowed them to uh, carry on a, a more normal life, uh, a life that... Uh, um, gets them back active in their communities. Why did you get involved with this? 
well, 20 years ago, I broke my neck and, and um, um, didn't know much about being disabled um, and had to learn. Um, uh, I chased everything that I thought um, could make a difference in my life, and I learned a lot of things that didn't make a difference um, and some things that did. And one of those was discovering a segue that allowed me to get out of a wheelchair and uh, stand up for a limited period of time and, and move around and, and to be able to, to look at each other in the eye as opposed to uh, uh, looking at someone's rear end all the time. And so um, I began to talk about that and talk about universal design and the benefits of universal design to our entire society um, and technology coupled with universal design um, as a sustainable uh, pathway for society to um, uh, provide improved quality of life to people with disabilities, to senior citizens, uh, and uh, we couldn't do that through medical means. And, and this started back 20 years ago when we started talking about this. Uh, we started talking about the challenges going to face the United States of America when the baby boomer generation began turning 65 in, in, in 2012. We talked about the coming crisis of America. And, and, um, and it, it's facing us today and more or than we've ever uh, imagined uh, the challenges of providing health care and benefits. Uh, they're, they're, everything we face is, is almost related to that. If, if I went back to Jerry Kerr 20 years ago, prior to your accident, were you involved with the military? Did you have a love of the military? Did you have an understanding of the military like you do now? I, I, uh, I didn't have uh, a real understanding of the military, but candidly, I grew up in the 70s, and all of us who grew up in the 70s knew somebody who went to Vietnam. Most of us knew someone whose family had someone in it that perished in, in Vietnam, um, and we watched that whole generation of, of Americans uh, go off to war and come back underappreciated. And for those of us who had family members that were in the military, uh, it, it had an impact on us. Uh, but I wasn't in the military, and when I got hurt, I didn't know much about the military because that was in the late 1990s, 1998, and, and we weren't at war. We'd had some skirmishes over uh, uh, Desert Storm and those kind of things, but we didn't have people getting wounded. We didn't have people getting killed. Um, but shortly after I was injured, I, along with all the rest of us, witnessed 9-11, and, and then we saw a change in our nation that will probably last forever. So if if 9-11 doesn't hit, would Jerry Kerr be doing segues for those that are injured outside of the military? You know, would you be thinking of other ways to, to help people that need it? I, I uh, had started working on the benefits of universal design and technology for seniors. I was focused on this time when baby boomers were going to start turning age 65 at a rate of 75,000 people a week and how society could sustain that. Uh, and, and so that was my focus uh, prior to us going to war. 
So 9-11 changed you. Oh, yeah. It changed I mean, I know it changed everybody, but it really changed the direction of your life. It did, because after 9-11, I found myself in 2005 over in Italy speaking at mm-hmm. a symposium about the benefits of universal design and, and technology, along with a lot of other uh, uh, people that were talking about technologies that would benefit the disabled. And I happened to cross some soldiers um, and Marines who had been uh, injured in, in uh, Afghanistan, and we let them try segways. And uh, uh, we began to see the impact on people besides ourselves. And when I came back, I said, man, I'd like to give one of those away to one of these guys. I mean, you know, because... And, and so, uh, you know, the organization at that moment that I had had formed was really focused on on finding a pathway to care for seniors, the people with disabilities, uh, a way to provide them a higher quality of life than they were used to. You mentioned the key there, uh, higher quality of life. And the thing that I notice with when I see this happen for those soldiers, and I I only get to see it once a year at your golf tournament and your fundraiser, and I know you do a ton of that, and we'll get into that, but um, the quality of life, it's not just the physical aspect of what a Segway can do for these soldiers. They come back home, and all of a sudden they're mobile again for their son, their daughter, their wife. There's a sense of purpose, isn't there? You know, uh, that's what it's all about, and... and one of the most important things that we do uh, is that, first of all, since 2005, we've awarded more than 2,000 devices. We've met a lot of people. Uh, and we didn't do it just in passing. We've gotten to know them. We've gotten to watch them. Uh, we've got to see them interact not only with their family members, with other people. Uh, we've seen them ups. We've seen them down. We've seen the psychological uh, challenges yeah. that they face. Um, and our, our focus, and, and we're, not everybody believes this, but we do. And, and we think that we have to help them transition from the military life to the civilian life. That's the key, the transition, isn't it? That's the it, key word. It is. It is. You have to compartmentalize what happened to you. It happened. It's there whether it was a physical injury or a, a mental injury, you have to put it in a compartment. Recognize it, but then you have to move on. If you want to get it out and look at it on occasion, do that. But don't try to be what you weren't, what you aren't any longer. And, and so that's part of what this does is finding a mobility device that allows them to remove the frustrations from their lives, to allow them to transition to the civilian, to the father, to the mother, uh, to the to the to the to the citizen that's really engaged in in their community again. When you give away a Segway, what happens to you? Ah, uh, you know, uh, it's the most emotional thing in the world. Uh, I talked about uh, General Rand pushing my buttons. I mean, you know, it's. It's, it's highly emotional because when you see it and you feel it, you know what's going to happen. It's going to take time. Uh, they don't automatically uh, transition your life, but the seed gets planted 
and then they began to expand their world again. Uh, and hopefully uh, they can transition back to a job, back to a purpose, uh, because through that they can have a joyful life. How much is a segue? It cost us about ten thousand dollars to expensive. award. It, it is expensive, and and moreover. So you said you've done two thousand of them at ten thousand a pop. Well, roughly. we also that includes the alley chairs, which are that cost us about sixteen thousand mm. dollars, and the alley chair probably is the most significant thing that we do in the world. But but the reality is, it's not just the cost of providing the the piece of equipment. We've taken on an obligation for those more than 2,000 people, if they're using their device, to make certain that they can continue to use it. So the support services component of our budget is increasing every single year. And the alley chair, which is the seated device that we give away that is unlike anything else in the world, it cost us about $16,000 to provide those. Those devices we have to replace every four years because of how they're used. And so uh, every time we award one, uh, we know we have a continuing obligation that we have to serve. Do you have a, a story or an individual of a man or a woman that served in our military that comes to mind that you awarded a segue to that you say, they're all special, don't get me wrong, but this one is just, it's got a lot of meaning to me. Well... They all have a lot of meaning to me, obviously some more than others. Uh, we have a United States Senator, Tammy Duckworth, who uh, is riding around in an alley chair in Washington, D.C. when she uses uh, uh, her device. Uh, uh, it's, it's meaningful that, um, that she's found it important and, and uh, can use it. But we have guys going to law school, guys going to college, people... Uh, uh, that are using them every day to make a difference and inter interface with their family, interact with their kids. Uh, and so, you know, whenever I see someone walking with their child to school that they couldn't otherwise do, whenever I see a guy like Jack Zimmerman up in Minnesota uh, who did a... a um, a feature on Sesame Street and never mentioned Segs for Vets, but everything he did was in the alley chair and the kids moving things out of the way for him. And, and they're everywhere. I see guys playing golf. I see people plowing snow, uh, mowing lawns, living life, living life. And, and so um, it doesn't get any better than that. How emotional is this every year for you when you, when you, are able to have a ceremony and, and give away a, a segue to a family and to a, a, a soldier that's been hurt. You know, I, uh, I'm a very emotional guy and, and, uh, uh, my emotion overcomes my ability to speak and, and the people that know me, well, they can tell it before I can, that I'm getting ready to be unable to speak. Um, there in life, you want to have purpose. You want to serve. Uh, you want to you want to pe see people overcome, overcome. Uh, those are the folks that I'm most proud of, the ones that have faced the biggest challenges, that have looked them down and and overcome. Um, and and whether that's 
on the baseball field or on the battlefield or where it really counts at home. It would have been easy for you, and maybe not. I don't want to put words in, in your mouth. But from my perspective, it would have been easy for you. You have this accident and to say, why me? What's my purpose? Why did this happen? What am I going to do? And, and you hit this thing head on. Why do you think that was? Well, uh, first of all, I think everybody um, would do what I did. Uh, and maybe that's well, not you're wrong. true. I, I know. But, but uh, there was only one pathway that I saw for me. You can feel sorry for yourself and make everybody around you miserable, including yourself. Or you could uh, face the challenges, have a joyful life, do something to have purpose, find a pathway to do something. Uh, you know, I have to tell you something. I think it's easy for those that have been injured, uh, that those who um, face disability face that uncertainty because for them, more often than not, there isn't any uncertainty. There's only one way. You have to lay there in the hospital bed. In my case, I couldn't move from the neck down. Uh, the challenge really uh, fell on my wife and my family members. Those are the ones that really have a tough road to hoe. I mean, it's, 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 uh, the, they are the ones that have the, the instability and the uncertainty. And that, and that resonates all the way through the family, the wife, the husband, the children, uh, your parents, uh, your friends. Uh, so it wasn't that hard for me. I found a pathway. Uh, I was, I, you know, I don't know, maybe it was athletics. Maybe it was whatever I grew up with. Uh, uh, but, but for me, it, I mean, there wasn't an option. I mean, I wanted to, I didn't want to be an oxygen bandit. I didn't want to just sit around and drink myself to death or smoke myself to death or do anything. I wanted to do something. I, I, and I, I wanted to find a way to do that and, and make a difference in other people's lives and consequently my own. With what happened, do you, do you ever sit there and say, I wish I could walk again. I mean, I wish I could be mobile, quote unquote, normal. However, if this didn't happen, none of this would have happened for so many people I've touched. You know, uh, I know that's a tough question. Somebody told me who I have great respect for, and yet I think they were dead wrong. Uh, they said, we want to give, and we're talking now about the men and women who served this nation that uh, came back disabled and, and, and couldn't walk or couldn't do a lot of things. But uh, he said, I want to, want to give them what they, what they want. And I said, you can't. What they want, what all of us want, is not to be disabled. Not to be disabled. But yet, once you come to grips with your disability, then you examine what is there in life that I can do to make a difference. And you have time to do it because I used to play golf. I don't have time to play golf. I can't play golf. So that time um, I get to use for something else. And uh, I'm very happy. I work every day uh, at my desk on a computer. Uh, my hands don't work. 
I can't walk. Uh, but voice recognition software technology has allowed me to do things that I never thought I'd ever be able to do. And, and so I have, when I tell you I have a joyful life, I'm telling you that I really am grateful for what I have and I am joyful. How many people have found out about what you do and said, oh my God, I had no idea that this was available for our soldiers. I want to get involved. You know, uh, we don't spend a lot of money on uh, on advertising, and when I say we don't spend a lot, we don't spend any. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we uh, are word of mouth. We don't raise a lot of money in in the context of other nonprofits out there serving the military. Um, but we have wonderful volunteers, people that give their time every day, which allows us to take the money that we do make, that we do raise, and do great things with it. Times a hundred, uh, we, we are able to magnify that. Uh, and so people haven't heard of us, and they happen across us, but once they find us, they generally stick with us. Oh, yeah. Uh, and as you've experienced and as we talked, uh, the people that are involved with this organization, with this mission, are authentic there's no reason to be involved with it unless you're there for the right pr purpose. What is the military said to you, all branches of the military, about what you've done? Well, you know, we, we've uh, gotten a lot of accolades from uh, people in the military, from the Secretary of Defense all the way, all the way down. Uh, the military medical community is very uh, involved with us. We have a lot of retired military medical folks that, that uh, work as volunteers for us. We have great uh, training assessment programs at the Center for the Intrepid in San Antonio and at Walter Reed and out at the Naval Medical Center in San Diego. Um, you know, the military has been our, our uh, partner in this, uh, uh, as they have with other nonprofits, because those nonprofits, uh, non-governmental organizations that have uh, aided the military to provide for the unmet needs of the men and women who have served us. When you get that phone call from somebody like Fabic Cat, let's say, yeah, yeah. and they say, we want to get behind this and we want to get it behind it with big dollars. Yeah. What, what's that like when you get that call? Well, you know, let me tell you, um, I, I met Jerry Fabic in 2005 uh, when we first started this. Uh, uh, and he came from to me from uh, out of the blue. I didn't know him before. Uh, he contacted me. I didn't find him. And um, since that time, uh, Jerry and his family uh, and Fabi Cat have been a solid supporter. We wouldn't wouldn't be here in in the way we are here without uh, Jerry Fabic and and Fabi Cat and 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 they couldn't do that without their employees being behind it because. It's not just the Fabics. It's all the, it's it's their employees. I mean, I can go down the line uh, of em, Fabic employees who are donors have been for years and years and years. Fabic employees who are volunteers year after year after year. Uh, I mean, that's part and parcel what this group is about. It's a family of people. The Missouri Bankers Association. They have given and and those are the local banks that have reached out to their customers who have had bake sales and and raised seven hundred thousand dollars for Amazing. the segs for i mean it goes on and on and on and and, and 
it's 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 remarkable what they see, how they feel, and and the pride they get from giving somebody else a hand up. When um, you had the four-star generals come to your event, yeah, and they address the crowd, and everybody turns their cell phone off, and you can ask what you want, yeah. as I did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What is that like? Explain that to the average f- fan, listener, somebody's listening right now. I got goosebumps on my arms and my back of my neck right now thinking about that. I can't fully put it into perspective. I bet you can better than I can. And I talk for a living, Jerry, so help me out here. Well, um, what is that like? Because I find that to be amazing. Because the, what I get, the sense I get is, number one, they're proud to be an American. They're proud to be part of the military. And they're proud of those that have received the segues that day of the young men and women that served for some of them under them and were ready to pay the ultimate sacrifice. And it wasn't quite the ultimate sacrifice, but it was a lot. They can't walk, they can't move, but now they can. And you see them, you see the smiles on these grizzled veterans' faces. It humanizes them. What's it like for you? Well, you know, uh, first of all... I put that in perspective. Well, first of all, most of... The people you met at the the event, uh, when they signed up for the military, they were prepared to die. They were fully prepared to die. They considered that. They never considered, most of them, the impact of a life of disability. Their family had never considered the impact of a life with disability. Dying might be easy. Living life with a disability can be very, very hard. So when we have this fireside chat, and that's what it's all about, it's a fireside chat, and there's a little golf event before that, but but the real impact of, of that event is the fireside chat, to be able to be in an intimate audience with four four-star generals who have a unique perspective um, on the world, uh, a unique perspective in leading uh, men and women into battle. Uh, a lot of our guys, a lot of our guys, recipients, hadn't run across a four-star general in their entire career. Um, we have a you know Colonel Barnum, Medal of Honor recipient. A lot of them have never run across a Medal of Honor recipient. So as wonderful as it is, for uh, the audience to get to meet and interface and talk to a four-star general, it's also equally as important for our recipients to do so. And those generals are humbled by talking to the men and women there that are recipients. They are truly grateful. And I can tell you stories about how all of them made their way to Walter Reed on a weekly basis when they were stationed in Washington, D.C. They, they, it's meaningful to them, too. Uh, it's meaningful to see them overcome. Uh, it's part and parcel because some of them signed up for the military, but they never intended to be disabled. Some of them were National Guard members that yeah. had a job. And, and I think we overlook that very often, that 
how many of our National Guardsmen went over there, served in regular army, and ended up coming back disabled. People that had jobs as plumbers and carpenters and lawyers and whatever. They they went over there. Uh, when they joined the National Guards, I don't know that they really ever considered the fact that they'd be deployed for two years and 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 come back having lost their job, lost their legs, uh, and no idea uh, you know what they were going to do next. Hair Saloon for Men, proud sponsor of ScoopsWithDannyMac.com. Home base in St. Louis, founded in 1997. 16 locations. You'll receive the perfect haircut, complimentary beverage, relaxing shampoo, hot towel and a men, complimentary shoe shine, all for just $22. And for an extra $5, get a stress-relieving scalp massage. Hair Saloon for Men, 16 locations. There's one near you. Hair Saloon for Men. Celebrate 125 years of history at St. Louis Union Station with free movies every weekend in October and November near the lake. Get a bird's eye view of all that history when you take a spin on the St. Louis Wheel. Soaring 200 feet into the air, you'll appreciate the iconic skyline inside a climate-controlled gondola. Enjoy a round of golf at the 18-hole miniature golf course. Other attractions include the St. Louis Carousel and the Fire and Light Show. Visit stlouisunionstation.com. Come see celebrate you have an intimate relationship now with the military yes does the average man or woman guy like myself father of four happily married got a nice job very happy with my life i'm going about it every day but i i sometimes i i feel when i walk away from your event i feel guilty i i, I do I, i'm like i i don't understand our military enough i don't understand what they're trying to do enough and, I, and I'm not trying to put myself down or others. I just don't think we do. I think we take it so much for granted. Um, do we understand what our military is trying to do? Well, we, we don't. And we don't have a... Uh, and hopefully I'm putting that the right way. Well, I think you are. I, I, you know, we went from a time in the 70s where most of us knew uh, someone in the military because of Vietnam, because of the draft. Everybody served. Now, less than one-tenth of one percent. I mean, we just don't. That's what stood, stood out to me on that, that day. I mean. Think about that. Say that again, that number. One-tenth of one percent uh, serve in the military. That's amazing. And, and so. With all the people lost in World War I, World War II, Korean War, uh, obviously in Vietnam, and then 9-11, and what we have in the Middle East, and only one of one-tenth percent yep. will and, serve in the military now. And, and, and you know. When you stop and think about that, these men and women come back, whether they've been injured or not, they all suffer some hangover, some stress from serving over there. Whether they, even contractors that go over there come back and you'll see them have some impact from having been over there during this war. but they come back to communities where nobody is paying attention to it. They see somebody that gets killed and we never read about it. Uh, it's, we kind of are oblivious to not only the impact that those have served, have had on our lives, but the necessity of 
making certain that there are others that follow in their footsteps. We, I mean, 9-11 was kind of a wake-up call, but it's been so far removed that we forget we live in a very dangerous world. We, you know, I'm not a, a military guy. I'm not a military guy at all, and yet I know them all very, very well, and I get to to look at them and listen to them. Uh, I get to, you know, one of my favorite stories is uh, two of our warrior board guys uh, were standing out of my driveway and, and one of them uh, uh, looked at the other one and said, hadn't seen him, hadn't, hadn't ever met him before, except that he had. He looked at him and said, I loaded you onto a helicopter in Fallujah. And he looked at him and said, yeah, you did. Now imagine, this guy had been shot many, many times and almost died. Um, And the guy that loaded him on the helicopter looked him in the face and remembered him. Uh, That was in 2004, so uh, 14 years later. That same guy that loaded him on a helicopter, uh, six months later, uh, on Thanksgiving Eve, got blown up and lost both of his legs and part of his right arm. Uh, and so as he sat there and looked at it, that was a meaningful experience. Imagine what those people go through. And and yet every one of them said they'd go back. Um, we have to, we have to instill in our young people the willingness and the understanding that somebody must protect this nation. Otherwise, we won't have a nation to protect. For fans and for the listeners, um, so now they're hearing all about this, and, and it might be for many the first time they've ever heard about SEGS for Vets. So how do you, how do you get involved? What's the best way to, to get to you and to get to be involved in the organization? Well, our website is, is uh, SEGS4Vets.ngo, and that's www.segs4vets.ngo. S-E-G-S, numeral four, V-E-T-S dot N-G-O, which stands for Non-Governmental Organization. Um, Go online. um, You'll find a way to contact us. Uh, We're here in St. Louis. Uh, You know, our phone numbers are on there. Uh, And, you know, this is a hard organization to volunteer for because... um, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of commitment. It's emotional. It's, uh, it's something that uh, is overwhelmingly emotional, um, interacting with the folks, uh, having to say no sometimes, um, not being able to help those that you wish you could, um, and helping us raise money. That's what we need. We need money. Uh, we need to be able to um, say Look, we're going to make a commitment, and we're going to stand by it, and and thank God we've always been able to do that. Without without spending a lot of money raising money, we've always found the money to, to honor our commitment. So it starts here in St. Louis, but it's everywhere in the country. Everywhere in the country and every territory uh, in, in, uh, that the United States has, uh, we serve them. And, and uh, we have volunteers in every uh, corner of this country, uh, obviously more in San Antonio, more in Washington, D.C., more in, in uh, San Diego, because those are where the assessment and training programs take place, but across the country. 
How do you figure out who gets a segue? That's a good question, and and it's one that um, we probably battle every day, don't you? We face it every day. It's uh, um, because when we make a commitment to give someone a device, we have to know that we can support it going forward. We have to know that they're going to use it. Uh, It doesn't do anyone any good to give a device to someone uh, that isn't going to use it. And, and so part of it is a judgment call. Part of it is in the process of interviewing them and talking with them, uh, vetting them. Uh, we, we decide this person needs it. Uh, if they're going back to school, uh, if they're going to use it in their employment, um, it's a hard call. Hard call every single day because most of the folks that apply for Segway need them, can use them. Uh, probably less than 20% ever end up with one. And so uh, alley chair, you know, that's different to two. Uh, because Describe those fo- the difference between the two. So an alley chair is a, is a device that we actually manufacture right here in St. Louis, Missouri. It's built on a Segway base, but it allows people who can't stand, people who don't have legs, um, to get around on, on a universally designed, it's not a wheelchair, so you can't ever call it a wheelchair because a wheelchair is a medical device, and yeah. this has nothing to do with that. This is a recreational device, and yet it, it's probably the most incredible mobility device that we've ever, ever uh, gotten to use um, because it interfaces with the body directly. And, and so... Um, uh, we manufacture here in St. Louis, and, and it's much more expensive. It's about $16,000. And so, uh, but for the people that use them and get to use them, it's off the charts incredible. Have, have you ever had someone contact you and say, Jerry, um, here's $10,000 mm-hmm. or whatever the and change for the Segway, but I want to meet the recipient? Yeah. We don't allow that. Uh, uh, we, we allow people to... We don't allow people to adopt people. Uh, that's what, yeah. Uh, okay, so, so. Uh, and you can uh, understand why. I mean, you, some people want to sure. connect with those folks and maybe vice versa. And, and guess what? We want them to connect with them. We want them to connect with them. We want them to meet them. That's why we have things like the fireside chat sure. and those opportunities for them to come out. We want them to meet them. Uh, but you can't adopt them. Gotcha. Uh, and, and so, uh, and, and we do that for a reason. Uh, for all of us, we don't want to be parochial in terms of who gets what. And so if you served and you have a need and it's not being met by our government and our government can't meet all the needs, they can't possibly meet all the needs. But if you, we want you to be served. It doesn't make any difference if you're from St. Louis or you're from New Mexico or Idaho, it doesn't make any difference. You know, the Fabics uh, have, have uh, been huge long-term benefactors of this organization. And for the longest time, we didn't have anybody from Wisconsin or Missouri. And right. so, uh, but it wasn't about that. It was about serving our nation. It was wherever they might be from. They could be from Pennsylvania or Tennessee or Texas. It, it's not about that. It's about they serve the nation. How much money have you raised, you think? Oh, 
Uh, well, uh, probably twenty million dollars over That's the incredible. over the uh, years, and and uh, uh, we spend it all. And, and uh, I like that. Uh, it's uh, uh, you know we have uh, uh, a small uh, well I shouldn't say small, but we have we have a kind of a cushion that we try to maintain every year. Um, to make certain that we can continue to operate should uh, donations fall flat and we can meet our obligations. But whatever we raise... You can guarantee two, it's going to be put to good use. It, it, it all goes out the door. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, absent uh, that, and, and we do a pretty good job, I, I have a tendency to deficit spend sometimes. Uh, <laughs> and and, 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 and uh, uh, my friends bail me out. Uh, uh, but uh, This isn't a government piece now, Jerry. No, I, mean, I, I, got, <laughs> I got it. But, but you know, it, it's one of those things that, that uh, you know, we have uh, a special relationship uh, with the Gary Sneese Foundation. Where, amazing uh, guy. Uh, amazing, amazing foundation. It, it, it is. And, and uh, law enforcement, uh, first responders, uh, uh, we have... Uh, uh, awarded alley cheers to uh, predominantly, uh, but uh, the you know Officer O'Connor, who uh, uh, you've seen in the news here recently, uh, uh, was from Arnold, uh, was shot in the back of the head. He's one of our our alley cheer recipients, and and um, so you probably say ninety ninety five percent is going to the military, but in that little slush fund, uh, quote unquote, the, the we, operating cost fund, the non deficit fund, you hope. Well. Will help out first responders we, too. We we do not use funding that goes for SEGS for vets in the in the first responders. But let me say this: any first responder that applies that needs something will be awarded, and we can we have a lot of pathways to get that done, and and we will. So if a if a police officer or a firefighter or any other first responder finds themselves in need of an alley chair um, or a Segway or something, we're going to try to make sure that happens. And, and um, all things being equal, it will. And again, we'll wrap it up with this. Best way to get a hold of Jerry Kerr and to get involved with the organization or to donate. Go to www.segsforvets.ngo. God bless you, Jerry. Thank you so much. Thank you.